0: The Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation is proud to present Philanthropy and Friends, the podcast that explores the positive impact of philanthropy and nonprofits in our communities. With your host, Jane Powell.
1: Hi, my name is Jane Powell. Welcome to Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. This is a show showcasing community involvement think you're going to enjoy our guest today and you're going to learn a little bit. Uh, Mike, I'm so happy you're here. Thanks, Jane. So Mike Bell, you are Director of Davis Health Systems Foundation and President of the Charitable Gift Planners of West Virginia. Yes. So um, an expert. (laughs) Thank you. And we're going to talk a lot about charitable giving and why that's important uh, now and in the future. Is that right? Yes. Okay, uh, jump in. Tell me about Charitable Gift Planners of West Virginia.
0: Well, we are your state chapter of a National Association of Charitable Gift Planners, and that's a group of professional advisors uh, estate planning attorneys, CPAs, financial planners and advisors, and nonprofit professionals that work in gift planning with our donors mm-hmm. that so generously support our community organizations across the state of West Virginia. So together we're learning together, networking together, trying to facilitate folks considering charitable gifts to the causes they care about.
1: So it's really a resource for Um, other organizations that choose to be a member, is that right? Yes, so our (laughs)
0: membership, we say partners, uh, Mm -hmm. because we're in this together. So our partner organizations are nonprofits from small one-person grassroots uh, food distribution programs to health systems, public broadcasting, community foundations. really the gamut of the nonprofit work in in our state.
1: And when um, these partners are together, and I can vouch for this because (laughs) the foundation is a partner, there's a, a lot of trading of ideas and information, which we find so valuable.
0: It's it's a great group and I think partnership right. describes it best because I've not met a selfish person. They're willing to share what uh, they've learned from other organizations, their experiences working with their organizations, what has worked well in their community and proven helpful and mm-hmm. what didn't, and uh, just willing to share all those lessons learned, good, bad, and indifferent.
1: Right, so um, in the estate planning, realm let's say there is an important date coming up we're going to celebrate wills week uh... why don't you tell me about that
0: so october eighteenth through Mm twenty-fourth is wills and estate planning awareness Mm -hmm. week and we've promoted that for uh... many many years in west virginia a lot of folks may know our organization used to be known as leave a legacy of central appalachia Mm -hmm. and leave a legacy really was a call to action can i remember those organizations i care about and that i've supported throughout my life as i make my will or my estate plan Uh, I think Will's Week is sort of like we've all been conditioned to change the batteries in our uh, smoke detector or carbon monoxide detector Mm -hmm. when we change our clocks. So we anchored it to something that helped us remember. I think Will's Week is just, hey, remember, if you haven't started this, it's a good time to sit down and think about it. Have there been life changes? Has there been a death, a birth? a marriage, a divorce, uh, a new diagnosis, did you move? I moved a few years ago from Florida to West Virginia. Mm -hmm. The laws are slightly different. So that annual week is sort of a trigger, say, I need to stop and think about my plans and do they still reflect my wishes?
1: So what happens if you don't have a will?
0: It's a big legal word. (laughs) and no, I'm not an attorney, uh, intestate. It basically means you died without a will or last will and testament. Uh, then the laws vary state to state, but the state decides. Uh, your assets, uh, your possessions, your finances, your land, uh, if you don't mandate yourself, where, how is this to be distributed? Uh, what do I wish to take place after my death? The state will decide according to its laws.
1: Um, and it is a very personal decision to to make a will it can be very emotional and I and I know that I did it several years ago and um, it was emotional to do it to think about what happens next but as we've learned that it's very important because you never quite know what's going to happen next
0: no and and I think the will not only outlines Uh, my wishes for specific possessions. Maybe there's a family heirloom that it's very important to you that that ends up with a a certain child or a niece or nephew. Um, There are perhaps things that you don't want people to argue about, so you want to spell it out very carefully and and say, yes, it was my intention to give or not give uh, as I saw fit. Uh, but I think the the greatest gift isn't the the money you might leave an heir or those possessions. It's the peace of mind in knowing and following your wishes.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, having a will makes grieving a little bit easier because it just takes something off
0: your plate. one less burden. That's one right. less burden, kind of a roadmap to follow through an already difficult situation.
1: So when I <clears throat> when you think about a will. Um, kind of those movie scenes come to mind, everybody's sitting <laughs> in a room and they're doling out millions to this person and beach houses to the other person, but that's not the only person that needs to make a will.
0: No, again, you, you want your voice mm-hmm. to be heard, not, not the laws of a state and if you have special situations where maybe someone in your family has special care needs and you really want to provide for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have some friends who unfortunately have been diagnosed with life-changing illnesses and they're now projecting that their parents may outlive them. Mm -hmm. And so are your parents going to have financial needs in their later years for long-term care? Can you help provide for that? When we usually think of leaving it down to the next generation. Um, So whether you have $10 or $10 million uh, to distribute, again, it's your opportunity to, to share your wishes.
1: That's right. I think that's really important. It's not the size of your estate. It's um, just taking care, tying up some loose ends for everyone else. And most
0: people uh, aren't the extreme wealthy. M- right. Most of our mm-hmm. friends and neighbors and family across West Virginia worked hard for what they have. And it's to me, it's disrespectful if what happens next with what they worked a lifetime to, to achieve and, and to acquire, it's like we need to hear their voice in what happens next.
1: Mm-hmm. So, in um, when we talk about a will, there's an estate will and there's a living will, but those are very different.
0: Yes, and working in healthcare, I, I, I live in both worlds. Uh, the estate will, that last will and testament, is again how do I want my assets, my possessions uh, distributed uh, after my death. A living will is a way for me to uh, document, this is the type of health care I would or would not want in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, life-sustaining treatment. Wh- when would I want a feeding tube and when would I not? Uh, when would I want uh, to be on a ventilator? Is it a temporary, we hear a lot about ventilators uh, mm-hmm. these days uh, with the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, if it is a short term to help me s- regain strength and to recover, I would probably want that. Uh, if I'm in a persistent vegetative state and have been for years or I already have a terminal diagnosis, I might not want that. Uh, quality of life may become important. And so it's a, the opportunity for when you might not be able to speak for yourself to document those healthcare wishes.
1: And that's the living will.
0: Yes, that is the living will. So also called advanced mm-hmm. directives, and you can name a healthcare surrogate, someone to speak for you mm-hmm. if you're not able to, uh, but you can let folks know.
1: So. We um, by no means are giving people legal advice. No. <laughs> um, there are um, attorneys and estate planners and bankers and, and people that that is their profession. Yes. So um, I want to make it clear that we're guiding <laughs> you in that direction. Right. But as you and I talked, there are uh, documents on websites that can help uh, get ready for those conversations
0: yes I would encourage folks if there are already charities mm-hmm. since charitable gift planners of West Virginia mm-hmm. hopes you'll remember the charities and the causes that have been important to you in during life right. uh, go to their website uh, if you don't find it on their website give them a call most have sample language mm-hmm. for how you could include the charity in your will uh, they may have questions or checklists that just help you as you begin to think about estate planning um, if you don't find it, I'll share one that I have found to be a great resource: the American Red Cross. The national organization's uh, website has an estate planning guide oh, that great. is pretty detailed and prompted some things that I wouldn't have thought about. Uh, please go see an attorney mm-hmm. uh, if you have unique uh, assets like mineral rights and, and things like that. Uh, see a tax attorney or a tax attorney as mm-hmm. well, a CPA, financial planners. Seek out that professional advice, and and I would give. Two small pieces of advice. Take someone with you, uh, yes. someone you trust, uh, a spouse or partner, a child, a, a friend. Uh, again, they can look back if anybody ever contests, like those movies we were talking mm-hmm. about. The, someone can say, no, I was there, and it was his or her intention to, to leave things exactly this way. But you can start and save some time with making a list. Your bank accounts, your loans, property you own, life insurance policies you have. Uh, and in this day and age, usernames and passwords so that people can get online and and take care of some of those affairs since we all do a lot of our personal banking and bill paying online these days
1: yes that's very important Um, I did just take a class on that and how our digital footprint is becoming part of our estate yes and it's tricky isn't it
0: I I think Facebook even there's a process for you have to have given someone permission to take down your account
1: wow Um, so we talked about a few of the, the special situations that people would need a will. And um, I'm sorry, but you have friends that are going through a situation um, that they probably never thought they'd see themselves in. I always think it's a good idea for uh, parents of small kids to think about this. Yes.
0: It's not just uh, who will ju- your home or your savings account or your life insurance policy, but if you have young children, mm-hmm. who would you want to care for them? To name a guardian for those children depending on their age and and uh, maybe their personality or predispositions do you want to leave everything directly to them or do you want to set up a trust that can only be used for education or for uh you know, food and shelter uh that, until they reach a more mature age uh, and can make better decisions perhaps so you stop and think about it Is, are there unique things about my life my lifestyle the people i care about chosen family uh, that you would want to consider as well
1: mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of times even pets are involved in that.
0: Yes, in some states, and it varies state to state, but uh, there are pet trusts now to where I can say, Jane, I'm I'm going to leave you a half a million dollars, but you have to take care of Bootsy and Rocky <laughs> until they pass. <laughs> well,
1: if they're part of the family, Yes, right? yes. Very much so. And, Mike, you mentioned that. I know you're here in West Virginia now, but you have worked in Florida, you've worked in Tennessee, so you've just come with a breadth of knowledge. and. I consider you the expert to talk with us about this.
0: Well, just happy to share. And and what I have is is lots of wonderful stories of people that have thought ahead and said, Mm -hmm. I not only want to provide for my family, but I do care about uh, the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation or Davis Health System or one of our other partner nonprofits across the state. And I want to include something for them.
1: And um, I will just say, I'm sure it's on the Davis Health System's website. You have. quest information, yes. I know it's on the, found we have a, uh, just a form that's very easy to, to download and fill out on the foundation's website. And I'm sure just about any organization would be happy to give you that information. But again, it's something that you should talk with yes. um, professional counsel about. I just really want to make sure that we stress Absolutely. that. Um, I guess, uh, uh, we'll just talk a little bit more about charitable gift planners of West Virginia. It is um, going through some changes, and it's very exciting um, to see it growing and providing more information. I love that.
0: It's yeah. good, and, and Jane, thank you for serving on our board mm-hmm. as well, but I, I think we're learning together. It's a new environment. A lot of things may not go back to the way they were, mm-hmm. so how do we serve our communities, our donors, and our, uh, our fellow members and partners in the work we're trying to do?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of ways to find information. Uh, CharitableGiftPlannersOfWestVirginia.org is a website uh, for the organization that we've been talking about. Um, and we do have a Facebook page. Yes. I'm sure your organization has social media. I know the foundation has social media where we share information. So there are just easy ways. And you can always pick up the phone and call. Absolutely. Um, always an easy way to get pointed in the right direction. Um, As we're wrapping up, Mike, what should should I know about estate planning and what should I take away?
0: You know, I think, again, uh, especially from the charitable (laughs) perspective, is no gift is too small. I want to provide for my young adult children, but could I carve out just a small gift uh, to the charities that I've supported that I care about? And I think that it's important that we realize, again, we're not looking for those six-figure gifts from everyone. We're looking for, I can make a difference with $1,000 to a food bank, $500 to a scholarship fund. And so a very specific small bequest really has a significant impact on our communities.
1: Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I hope that we've shared information that helps people have peace of mind as they're moving forward into next stages of their lives. So thank you for that. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been Community Connections, brought to you by the Greater Canal Valley Foundation. We'll see you next time.
0: For more info on the Greater Canal Valley Foundation, visit us online at tgkvf.org.